Hello and welcome to Annersbrook Church. We hope this message from our senior leader, Brent Lieberzeit, both empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annersbrook.co.nz for a service near you. All right, um, I wanna talk about, our theme is when the music fades, which is in regards to, we, we kind of felt that during this season that we're in, which is kind of a crazy season, to be honest, uh, this whole COVID-19 thing that's going on uh, and how the you know, government is responding to that or reacting to that. I mean, you know, we, we probably all have our different opinions in regards to that, but the reality is this is what the rules are and this is what we need to do. But in amongst this, you know, in this season, the good thing about it, God's still alive. <laughs> you know, he's still very real and he's still able to work in any season. And that's what you've got to believe for, the belief for the best in every season that we go through, no matter how difficult, no matter how, how hard that is. So uh, what I wanted to talk to you about this morning in regards to our theme, When the Music Fades, is actually talking about our worship towards God. Now, worship means worth. So when we worship something, we are giving worth to something or to someone. And so there is a dynamic that we have to, uh, I guess, you know, in my own life is to celebrate this idea that even though we are going through a difficult season, we still have someone of worth and we have someone of worth to worship. And so uh, that's what worship is. Worship isn't just about a bunch of songs, although I'm only gonna speak for a few minutes and then we're gonna go into worship. But in this moment is actually saying, well, yes, we can sing songs. Yes, we can lift our hands and, you know, and worship to God in the way of singing, but actual fact, it's a lifestyle as well. It's not just something we do on a Sunday. And so I wanted to uh, just... Uh, reiterate this idea of, I guess, really when the music fades, the question would be, well, who is God? And who is God to you? And what, is, what, what does God mean uh, for you? And in fact, it's real interesting because uh, when the disciples were with Jesus, they were hanging with Him and they saw something quite peculiar and quite strange going on. It's not necessarily recorded as being peculiar or strange, but it was definitely different to what they were used to. The disciples were Jews. They knew how to pray. They'd learned it right from a very young age in regards to how to pray, but they saw something about the prayer life of Jesus that was quite different to the prayer that they, that they knew. Now, I don't know exactly what the details were on that, but Jesus does explain something uh, about it. When, he, when, when the disciples go to Jesus and they say, Jesus, uh, we kind of like the way you're praying. Would you teach us to pray? Which is quite an interesting question to ask when they had already learned it right from a young age, isn't it? And so teach us to pray. And, and I, I'm pretty sure it's because they just saw something completely different to, uh, to what they'd actually learned uh, in their background and, and their growing up. And so Jesus uh, very quickly just turns to them and He begins to recite a particular prayer, teaching the disciples how to pray. And how does He start? Does anyone know? Our Father. Our Father. Now, We've got to understand something that that in itself, that those two words were mind-blowing 
They were absolutely mind-blowing. The disciples would have been totally uh, interrupted, disrupted, uh, totally bamboozled by this idea that God could truly be a father. And by the way, Jesus didn't say my father because we know him as the son of God, right? Uh, So yeah, totally my dad, my father. Jesus could easily have uh, said that, but he didn't. He made it plural. He didn't make it singular. Now that's real interesting. So, So he's saying not just is God father, but he is also our father. And I love this. Uh, because I think no matter where you've come from, no matter what your walk has been like, God is a Father, but He's our Father. Our Father. And I, I love that idea and I love that concept. And I know the disciples would have really, really been blown away by it. And, and that's why Jesus said, look, the first thing you've really got to understand is that God is Dad. And He's, he's not just my Dad, but He's your Dad. He's our Dad. We're in this together. And I think probably what it was was giving a little bit of a punch uh, to, to, you know, behind the prayer and saying, well, okay, if it's our Father, if, he, if God is our Father, then um, that makes Jesus what? Yeah, He's the Son of God, but, you know, this is the, this is the cool thing. He's not just the Son of God. It makes Him your what? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, hey, God, Father, my brother's Jesus. So when I'm praying, you remember that my bro's Jesus. So, you know, you can help right now, right? You can be in the situation right now, right? You know, we've got some, we've got some good things going on right now. And I think that, I mean, I might, might be a little bit flippant, but to be honest, I think it's true. And too often we see God as something like, okay, so, so Jesus says, our Father, carry on this sentence. Which art in heaven? Who art in heaven? Okay, so who is in heaven? <laughs> Everyday language. So what he's saying is, he's your Father, but he's also God. And he resides in heaven. That's where he is. He's on his throne and he's in heaven. That's where he resides, but he's your Father but He's God. He's the creator of the universe. You know, and, and He resides in a place that is a different place to where we reside right now. It's like us, we're living in the valley and God is on the mountaintop. And it's funny when you live in a valley, you look around and you see all the trees and the, the, you, know, the, you don't really see too, much, see too much in the valley. You only see what's really just around you. Whereas God, our Father, who art in heaven is on the mountaintop, which means he can see everything. In fact, he can see so far. Uh, he, and, and by the way, he's, his eyesight's perfect. He doesn't need glasses. Uh, so he's seeing a lot. So there's a massive view that he sees and he sees you. He's our Father who art in heaven. And by the way, Jesus goes on to say, hallowed. Some people think it's Howard is his name. Uh, but it's actually hallowed be your name, which means holy, which means that God cannot have evil. He can't carry evil and He cannot do evil. Anything that's going on in your life right now that's evil has nothing to do with God. That's a good thought. He's holy, 
which means that He is pure, He is perfect. In fact, when Jesus was dying on the cross for us, for you and I, remember uh, God had to turn away. And the reason why He had to turn away was because He was so holy, He couldn't stand the sin that Jesus was carrying that He was carrying on our behalf. And so, uh, so God is holy. So that, what that means then and is that anything, anything that is seen as bad or evil in your life, then you've got to recognise that it's not coming from God, it's coming from someone else. And remember, we are in a spiritual battle. In fact, Jesus even referred to the fact that we have two fathers. We have our heavenly father, and then we have a, you know, another father uh, who's known as the father of lies. The father of lies. So anything else, anything that's not truth, that's, uh, that's a lie, is from the devil himself. So we have God and we have the devil. I know that might be mind-blowing for you to understand that, but we actually do. As real as God is to you, so is the devil. But however, yes, the, you know, God has power, the devil has power. The difference is that God has authority over the devil's power. And he has given, the Bible says, he's given that authority to you and I. And so we have authority over all the works of the enemy. All the works of the enemy. And so any evil that's going on in your life, you can take authority over it and believe the best walking through it. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with me. And who is God? He's my heavenly Father. And my heavenly Father is, the Bible says, that He is a good God. And He wants to do good things. That's in the book of Psalms. Another one says, praise the Lord for He is good and His love endures forever. And this is the God that I know. Some people look at God and they think of Him as some cosmic killjoy with a stick wanting to hit you over the head every time you do something wrong or do something bad. That's not what the Bible tells, teaches us about who our Heavenly Father really is. Our Heavenly Father is, doesn't just do nice things. Uh, our Heavenly Father isn't just um, doing lovely things or loving things. The Bible says that He is love. He is love. And so He is a loving God. And, and uh, you know, I think one of the biggest issues that we have, uh, but even as, you know, as Christians, is that we see God not as a Heavenly Father, but we see Him as something completely different to that. And so Jesus was reiterating, and, and you'll see it time and time again, reiterating it through Scripture. God is not just God. He's your Heavenly Father. He's concerned about you. He loves you. And He's worth, He's worth our worship. And, and yes, He resides in heaven, yes, uh, but that just simply means that He sees everything and He wants to get involved in your life. He loves you. He loves you as a father would. Now, the problem is, is that some of us, didn't, we didn't have good fathers. And so often what we do is we reflect in regards to what our, our earthly father was like onto God. And too often we blame God our heavenly Father, for the way that our earthly Father has treated us. And we treat sometimes our heavenly Father the way that we've treated our earthly Father. You know, I, I, my dad uh, growing up, uh, I, you know, he was a good dad. I wish he was gooder, if that makes any sense. You know, I wish he was better. I wish he wasn't, you know, always angry or I wish he was um, 
just a whole lot of, in fact, he, he was um, adopted. And uh, he, he was adopted after three months of being with his real mum. And, and then when he was 40 years old, he went to find his mum and went up to Whangarei, part of the Napui tribe, and <clears throat> went up to Whangarei there to find her. And she, she had passed away three months before uh, he uh, ever met her. And so a little bit of sadness around that, but my dad's lived with rejection even as a Christian, has lived with rejection pretty much all his life. He's never been able to really get over that. And there's some things that have really impacted him. And, and even in my growing up years, you know, uh, my dad was living out a lot of rejection. And so, you know, th- there were times when, when, when he probably was working in that rejection more than not. And so we, you know, we got the brunt of that a little bit. Um, what I'm saying with that is that I've had to learn that that's not the way my heavenly Father is. But here's the thing too, I'm a dad and I've got two kids and I've got a third grandchild coming on, you know, uh, so pretty exciting. But the challenge with that is, well, I, I probably mess up a lot as well. You know, sometimes we look at our earthly dad and we blame but you've got to look at it. I think we've got to look at ourselves as well because I think there's a log in our eye often, don't you reckon? You know, your earthly dad might not have been, might have not, not have been the best dad, but what about you? You know, even for mums as well, you know, uh, the same thing. What about you? How, how are you doing? But here's the cool thing. We have a heavenly father who is absolutely perfect. There is nothing wrong with him and he can do, he can do no wrong. And this is what's so awesome, that no matter how imperfect things have been for you and for your life, there is a perfect God who absolutely dotes on you. Uh, he, he loves you. If, if you are looking for a way to come home to Him, let me tell you this, He's already walking down. He's walking down the driveway already <laughs> as you're walking up the road. He's walking towards you as you start walking towards Him. And by the way, He's a gentleman. He'll never impose Himself on you. In other words, the Bible says, if you will draw near to me, what does He say? I will draw near to you. If you will call upon me, I will what? I will answer you. He's not saying I might. Oh, have a think about it. Oh, no, you're not worth me answering anything. No, He doesn't say that at all. He says, I will answer you and what? And what? Come on, you can help me with this. And I will show you great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know where, what your relationship is like with your heavenly Father. But I'll tell you something. Sometimes we filter things through our earthly our earthly parents in some way, shape or form. And I wanna encourage you to let go of some stuff today. Let go of some of the wounds, let go of some of the offence, let go. And you say, well, Brent, you know, how do you do that? I mean, like, well, we're gonna have a, a few minutes of worship and you could actually just let it go in that worship. You could actually see, look, here's the thing. God is here. He's here. Your heavenly Father, even though He resides in heaven, by His Spirit, He is here. And what that means is that you can enter into 
the most holy of holies. You, you can enter into His presence with boldness and confidence and you can have a conversation with Him. You say, well, I'm not worthy enough. He's your heavenly Father. You are always worthy. You are always worthy enough. He's your heavenly Father. He loves you and you can have a conversation with Him. If you've never ever done that before, you can actually go, okay, okay, uh, Dad or Father or, or even if you want to, God, that's fine. He knows who He is. <laughs> he knows who He is. God, I'm here. I don't know where to go with this and I don't even know what to say, but I really want to know You. I really want to get to know You. I want to, I, I want to know uh, who You actually are, really are. That You aren't some kind of cosmic thing out there, but You're actually someone who is really loving, who really is a dad, who is really caring, and I wanna know. I wanna know You, and I wanna know what that means for me. And I tell you, something can happen in your life might not just be through feelings or, 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 or things like that. Yes, feelings can come, but it might just simply be that you have called upon Him and He begins to answer you. It may not be right now, but over the next few days, it might simply be an answer, an answer, Him showing Himself to you, bringing a reality of Himself to you. For those of you who haven't really known what it is to connect to God as a heavenly Father, I really do think that you, what we've got to do is just come to Him. And any offence or any wounding or anything like that, there's got to be forgiveness. And understanding, well, you know, my dad's an earthly dad, so he has a lot of failings. <laughs> just as I have failings because we're earthly. We're human beings. We're just, we are human. It's no excuse. But that's what's happened, that's what's been, that's the way it is. And God, I want to forgive them. Give me a new filter that shows me who you are. Would that be good to do? We can do that just in these next few moments, in these next few minutes. Why don't you all stand with us and let's begin to worship and I'll help lead that through. Thank you, Jesus. We trust you enjoyed this message. And if you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch. You can either visit our website or email us at info at annasbrook.co.nz. 